Welcome to the Sisters in Zion podcast with Danielle and Kirsten, who are best friends and active members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. This is not an official podcast of the Church. This is a safe place for sisters to gather through conversations to draw closer to Christ. Hey everyone, happy Sunday. It's Kirsten Kirschbaum here with my best friend, Danielle. Hi you guys, good to be on with you again. So excited to be here. Every week I'm just like, yay, let's keep talking. And and last week we were actually digging into something pretty profound. We left off talking about choice and accountability and like what that means. Like as women in the church, we kind of, some of us anyway, grew up saying like we are daughters of a heavenly father who loves us. And then we go through like, you know, all of these qualities that we desire to have. And I think at different times in my life, they've meant more to me than others. Like sometimes it was more of just like, I'm repeating the theme, blah, blah, blah. You know, and then other times I'm like, divine nature. Oh my gosh, I get it. I get it. I am divine. I this nature of like who I am and myself and my whole being. Wow. So last week we were, we were getting into this choice and accountability and the choices that we make and who we choose to listen to and what that means and really how we are accountable for our choices um, as it relates to what we choose to do in our daily lives and as it relates to what we choose to believe about ourselves and about others. So we want to dive a little deeper into this choice and accountability concept. Uh, We've got some good stories to share with you and um, hopefully, you know, bringing all of us back to our savior always like that's always what we want to come back to right yeah i um thanks for um starting that off with uh talking about young women's and just whether you went or you not i i I wasn't very active growing up and so i didn't go too much but i do remember when i would go once in a while repeating the young women's um you know theme and it's just it's so powerful and a lot of times i even do it now not the young women's theme exactly but i'll say like i am a covenant daughter of my heavenly father like i use those words to remind myself like i'm a covenant daughter to remind me of my divinity and um there's one thing that (laughs) i love writing it down actually i like have my journal i'm like i am a A covenant covenant daughter of god that's what usually what i say yeah, I'm a covenant daughter. And I think it's good to remind ourselves because when we beat ourselves up and play small, that's really, that's just really what Satan wants us to do. That's not what God wants us to do. That's not how he teaches us at all. In fact, we are, we say stunted in our growth when we do that, but there's an empower, there's a power to this. And it's also very empowering. Uh, when we take on choice and accountability for things, actually, I've just remembered one time I remember Kirsten and I were talking and I I was like, oh, I don't know. I, got, I had to do this and I had to do this. So I didn't get, I didn't get any homework done. And I, and I said, wait a second. I chose to do this and this and this, and I chose not to do my homework. <laughs> do you remember <laughs> me saying that? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I just remember going, actually, I chose all that. And how having that honesty with yourself uh-huh. is huge. And having like that, that you made the choice to do this instead of doing my homework and or whatever it is, but yeah. it's really empowering. I, I, I challenge you guys this week to try that. Like just try instead of being acted upon, right? We're not, instead of we're just, we're always reacting to a world that we're being acted upon, but realizing we have choice in every single thing. And I know I've talked about it before, but I do not like the word busy. It's not, it's not a feeling. It's not an emotion. When someone says, have you been busy? And it's like, that's not a feeling. 
Why are you staying busy? Like, and so what I, what I choose to say is I have been doing amazing things and I actually try to pick something out of my brain that I have done that week to share with somebody because that's really relatable. But when we say like, Oh, I'm just so busy. I'm so busy. But taking the choice, like actually I chose to put a lot on my plate today and it went great. And I'll choose differently next time because I felt a little tired at the end. I just think there's such a huge piece to that. Um, Empowering. I don't know. It feels great. (laughs) I like the word full because my life is very full, right? And I choose to have a full life with all the kids and the business and the different avenues that I'm going down and what I'm excited about. But I usually feel like when someone asks me how I'm doing, I'm like with a big old smile on my face. I'm like, we are just full of excitement. We are full of all of the beautiful gifts and opportunities to grow. I think that's awesome. You know, it reminded me of, so um, this Sunday actually, well, okay, so this started on a Friday and, you know, listening, paying attention, we've talked a lot about our thoughts and that our, you know, as a psychologist, of course, this is like, I love all this stuff anyway, but our thoughts are basically everything. We talk, there's three sources. So just, just, just deciphering, just actually discerning discerning where our thoughts are coming from is huge. And on Friday I had the thought and I told you guys, like I pay attention to these thoughts of when I should fast. And I, um, I just, I just want to obey my savior. I just want, and, and of course he's saying to fast, it's probably for a ton of good reasons, spiritually and um, physically that I need. Right. So on Friday I got this idea that I should fast on Saturday and I didn't want to. So I kind of ignored it and acted, I acted like it wasn't a divine thought. <laughs> I'm like, oh, whatever. You know, I kind of created my own white noise. And, um, and then, of course, all the, well, I got to do this and this. I just have a busy Saturday. I'm not going to, you know, whatever. I, I, so I act like, no, that's just my own thought. <laughs> I lied to myself. <laughs> wow. And so it's funny because if, if I can be honest and realize that I did that, it's awesome. So, so Saturday rolls around and, of course, I'm back to back. And I realized even midday through Saturday, I was like, I, I could have fasted because I haven't even had time to eat anyway. <laughs> and I thought, how funny is that? You know? And so I was like, I could have fasted. And I went to this, I went to this, uh, uh, dinner thing. I didn't even get a chance to eat at it. <laughs> so it was just interesting. And so then Sunday morning rolls around, I get up and I get this thought again to fast. And I went, Oh my gosh, I ignored you, didn't I? And I and I I said this to like to the Holy Spirit, like I ignored the prompting on Friday. And I it's like I finally was able to be honest and admit like I ignored the prompting to fast, didn't I? And do you know what's funny? I I just got this immediate like like thought that came back in my head of Christ going, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Kind of. <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah. And I'm like, and so, and it made me laugh when that, like this imagery came to my head of like, yeah, (laughs) it made me laugh. Like he's hilarious. Like he's he's got a sense of humor and he's just laughing with you. Like, yeah, you did. But, and I just was like, thank you. Thank you for giving me another opportunity to like fast for you. And so I was like, all right, done. I'm fasting. And and let me ask you this. What would Satan have you think about not fasting on Saturday? Oh, good question. Oh, he'd have you think you're a nincompoop, even though he yeah. doesn't want you to fast. He's like, yeah, exactly. Fasting, but you're a nincompoop for not doing it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> oh, he'd have you beat yourself up. Mm-hmm. 
Ex absolutely. And that's just that it's really good to know these things because it's, it just empowers you. You can believe that you're a divine, you know, covenant daughter of God. If you can scratch out the stuff that makes you want to self penitence on your, you know? Uh -huh. Uh -huh. So yeah, so I fasted and it's funny even all day. And it's funny. I knew exactly that I needed to end my fast the next morning. So uh, Monday morning. So Sunday morning I started and I just, I just knew that's when it was supposed to be. I just could kind of see it in my mind. But after church, I come home and I'm like, well, do I really, I mean, maybe I just, and I start justifying and I even knelt down in prayer and I'm like, I know, I just need to be honest with myself. Yep. You're right. I need to fast. Stop. Because it makes it harder when you're like, you know, I said, just yeah. stop, just fast. Awesome. I love it. And I'm just going to do it and enjoy it. <laughs> so that wow. choice and accountability, it's empowering when you give, mm -hmm. like give into it, I should say, but when we really own up to it and be honest with ourselves. Well, I got to be honest, I have never seen choice and accountability painted in this light before. And I, I did grow up active, you know, saying this, the theme every Sunday, whether I wanted to, or whether I didn't, you know, all that. I was in Young Women's as a leader, said it as a leader. And, and not until this very day in this light have I seen choice and accountability in this way, like meaning I don't know. I guess I just always thought it was like, oh, well, your choices, like, oh, don't, you know, don't break the word of wisdom and don't have sex before you're married and don't, you know what I mean? Like just more of like the don'ts, like, and if you do, then you're bad and you got to repent. Like those are your choices. But like what we're talking about here is like being accountable to your relationship with the savior. And I actually am feeling like, maybe sometimes we don't want, you know, our natural man, right? We're, we're so like dual in our nature. Like, well, I want to be really close to the savior. I just, I desire that so much. But then when you have that clear of a channel to the savior and he's telling you what to do and you're like, eh, no, I don't, I don't know. I'm not sure. What? What? I can't hear you. I'm not sure if that's what you were saying. I'm pretty sure you're not, you're not talking to me, are you? Like, what do you mean? I'm just down here just doing my thing on a Saturday, you know? Like, <laughs> he's like, okay, are we homies or are we not homies? Like, I thought, I thought we were clear. And you're like, well, we are clear. I just didn't like what you were saying. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to like to laugh because you're being, you're so right and you're being so funny. It's like, I'm like trying not to laugh to interrupt what you're saying. It's <laughs> but it's, isn't it true? Like that we just kind of drown them out and then write it off sometimes. Yeah. Until we're like, oh wait, I need you. I need you. I'm so sorry. Why, wait, what did why you say? You so no, I know what yeah. you said. <laughs> why are you so far away? He's like, I'm right here. <laughs> you're like, oh, I imagined you further away when you were saying what I wanted you to say. That's <laughs> so funny. You know, you just reminded me of scripture that I actually happen to have open here too on my scriptures. No coincidences, right? And oh. it's in Mosiah 319. And it says, for the natural man is an enemy to God and has been since uh, from the fall of Adam and will be forever and ever unless he yields to the enticing of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit we know is Jesus Christ and not the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is different. Um, he testifies of the Holy Spirit, right? And he put it off the natural man by, in, by yielding to the Holy Spirit. So by yielding, yielding means by listening. And yeah. also I thought this was interesting that it talks about, you know, through the atonement of Christ is how we can become like a child and become um, and yield to him and not be natural to the natural man. But this is what's interesting is 
the natural man's an enemy to God, right? And, and when we yield to the Holy Spirit, that's how we can put off the natural man. So it's, I think it's interesting that we look at, well, I've got this bad habit or, or this bad habit might be talking bad to yourself, or maybe it's, you know, drinking. I don't know. Your bad habit isn't something you're going to overcome. It's what it's saying right here. Natural man isn't going to overcome it. The only way to overcome it is by turning it over to the Savior. That's it. When we go, okay, I am so sorry. I, I just need you to help me with this. And I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, it's actually today at church, um, the, there was a girl who taught the lesson that I knew back 20 years ago in the singles ward, actually where you were as well, Kirsten, where you and I met. And I was the Relief Society president. And she wasn't the easiest cookie to deal with. Um, she talked some negative stuff about me. I, I don't, um, she was just, it was just a difficult position to be in being called to be the least lady president and someone didn't really like you in the first place. Okay. And she was the one teaching the lesson today. And I found myself being like, ugh, like just kind of like resentful. And, and I felt resentful. And in that moment I said, Oh, I don't want resentment. Okay. I said, thank you. And I just thanked Heavenly father for letting that come up. I didn't know that was buried. And I said, I, and instead of just being like, Oh, I'm so bad for being resentful. Okay. I'm going to not be resentful. I said, I need to turn this over to you turn it over to the atonement. This resentment that I'm feeling it is yours. I do not need it. I'm very sorry. I have no desire to keep a hold of it. And it was interesting when I did that in my mind as she was teaching the lesson up there in her flower dress. And I just went, it's yours. I need, I need to not have this resentment. And I just, I let it go. And I was able to see her in such a loving light. It was really wow. cool. Wow. That's amazing. That's, I want to say, that that's hard to do. Like, that's like my first reaction. I want to say, oh, that's so hard. Like, uh, but it's, it's actually not. And I want to point out the word yield. I actually love the word yield. Yielding is something that I have made an agreement with my heavenly father to do more. And when you think about driving a vehicle and you come to a yield sign, it, it really is a physical stopping. It's like, I'm not saying a stop sign. He's not saying stop. You're still going to go. We're going to merge, right? But it is yielding. And if there is a car coming, you stop so that car can get past and go in front of you. And that's what we're talking about. Savior, please go in front of me. I need you to go before me. So I'm going to slow myself down. I'm going to slow down my natural man. I'm going to stop, think about my thoughts, recognize what they are, yield to you to go before me to help in this situation and all these things. That's incredible. I love that you just connected that because I have always read the word yield in the scriptures and I'm just like, okay, like look both ways. I'm like, but it, actually that makes sense too. look both ways before you go. <laughs> <laughs> sure. But I love that you're like, it really literally is letting him go before you. Now I'm never going to be able to go to a yield sign without thinking that that's good. <laughs> You guys, yeah. so every yield sign you see, just remember you're letting the Savior, you slow down and let the Savior go before you. That is awesome. I love that. Yeah, thank you. Good insight. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh my gosh, is she going to say something? I don't know. What else, do, what else do you say after the yield sign analogy? Oh my gosh, that was yeah, good. It was well, good. I know you yeah. had something else you wanted to share. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. So I've had a couple of situations. So in, in 
my line of work, I am always in front of women, mostly women, sometimes men, but I am always in front of women where I have an opportunity to share my beliefs about, you know, natural healing, like mindset, emotions, physical body, how to take care of your physical body and all of that, right? I just, I love it. I teach about natural health as it relates to all these different things. I also do a lot of team building activities. So um, recently I, I flew across the country and I had a, a room full of people to speak to all about, you know, breaking the, the financial chains of, you know, and, and like I teach all about this lifestyle, this freedom lifestyle, right? And I realized that like in all the work that I do in, in trying to serve others and really, really help them, there's a, there's a part of it that I don't want to forget. And that is that each time I serve someone, I'm not just serving them to serve them. I'm not just serving them so that I look like a nice person. I'm not just serving them so that their life gets better. I'm actually, I actually do have an intention to serve them so that they come to know that their savior loves them. I want to be his hands and his eyes and his love and his smile. Like I want that light to exude from me so that when I touch a life, it's not just, oh, Kirsten's such a nice person. Oh, look at her. I actually don't, that's not my intention. My intention is I represent my savior, Jesus Christ, as a disciple as a daughter, as a sister, as all of those things. And I want you to know that your prayers will be answered and that there is a surety there that he exists, that he loves you, that he atoned for your sins. So there've been two opportunities in the last couple of weeks, actually, as I've shifted my thinking to this thought of more, more of, I want to bear testimony of the savior. I've had two opportunities where two different individuals and in two different situations came to me and said, I really need some advice on this situation that I'm experiencing in my business. And I just straight up was like, well, I asked them, I mean, I really, it's, I don't do this often, but I could tell, I could feel the spirit whispering to me. Well, here's your opportunity. Here's one of my daughters that I prepared for you to speak on behalf of me. So you better do it. And I was like, you better believe I'm going to do it. So I asked them like, how well do you know Jesus Christ? And I think they were both kind of like, you know, individually, they were like, whoa, she went there. And I'm like, you better believe I'm going there, you know, because I cannot pretend like how I operate and who I am and the success that I've had is not all just a reflection of his glory. It's not even just, it's not even really me. It's just, it's me yielding, right? To him and his light and he's driving and I'm just lucky to be on his train. You know, I'm like, hey, whatever you say, like I'm gonna do that. And I was able to bear testimony of the savior. In fact, one of these women was in my home and I have a picture of the savior walking along the beach that my friend gave me when I first moved to my house here. And I said, to this girl after we were kind of talking about the sacrament and she's not, you know, a member of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, but she was raised in a, in a church that believes in Christ. And, you know, so she understands the, the way that it works. And I, I said to her, will you come with me? And she of course said, yeah, we, we, we walked away from the group. There was about 12 people in my house at that time. We walked away from the group and we went into a different room of my house that has this picture of the savior. And I just said, this is, this is what is in really the center of our home. This is the center of my life. And she stepped away from me and had her moment 
looking at this picture of Christ and just tears are flowing down her eyes, out of her eyes, down her face. And <laughs> it was a very sacred moment. And I just, there's nothing to say. It was just total gratitude for being able to speak his name to her and awake this truth in her heart and in her mind that she knows that Jesus Christ is our savior, the Lord, and he has atoned for our sins and for our entire life and existence. It was a reminder to her of that. And it was such an honor. And so I wanted to share this story with you because I know that so many of you seek to serve others, like in your, in your line of work or in your family or in your callings or in just everyday occurrences. And I just invite you to add your intention, not just to serve others, but to serve them with the intention of coming closer to their Savior, Jesus Christ. And he will give you opportunities to speak his name and to just speak his name and then shut your mouth and let the power of those words penetrate the souls and the hearts of those who you have the privilege of speaking to. It's a very, very sacred opportunity that I will continue asking for because it's, it's very special. Yeah, that's really neat. I, I think it's so important. I love that you talked about like just being able to have her look at the picture of the Savior and testifying of who he is and helping her know. And I think when you, I love when you're talking about serving, not just to do someone's dishes or whatever, bake them cookies, but like, how can you help them know that they are loved by the savior? In fact, I, I shared, we opened up with about fasting and I was kind of ignoring. And then when I, this, this morning when I realized, all right, I know you wanted me to fast. And, and so immediately I knew what I needed to fast for. And I didn't even like really ask. It just was in my head to fast, to know and feel his love, the savior's love more in my life, because that's the way I can serve other people is by helping them know that he, they, that he loves them and seeing them through his eyes. And I love that about ministering that we do in church is just, or, you know, with our love, with our other um, sisters, it's just, how can I help them know it's not about like, cause I will tell you guys and Kirsten's always saying, I don't like cooking. Every time I think about, Oh, I got to bring a dish or I, oh, I don't know. I don't know how to go visit them without bringing cookies. And, and I just, I have a hard time cause I don't like being in, you know, my little kitchen first of all, but I just don't enjoy it. And so um, it doesn't have to be about cooking. It is always nice to get food, but, um, I pick stuff up sometimes, but it's about helping them know, like, how can you help someone know that and feel loved by the savior? Yeah. And even telling them, I've told you guys, I do that with my little, um, primary class. I just say, Jesus loves, um, Olivia. And I say their names and it's so powerful and it's just, Oh, I don't know. I, I, I do know. <laughs> I don't, that's one. I try not to say that word too, because I do know that he does love us. And when we yeah. allow like that in, like and allow to, to feel his love, oh, yeah, I'll give you a little example. Last night, um, when I came home from this, um, this event I went to downtown, um, I was, my kitties were playing and that, that's who I get to love on. My kitties are kind of like my kiddos right now. <laughs> and they were playing and I was watching them and I, as I was watching them, I was just 
feeling like just the Savior's love, even for my kitties. And then for me, he was more love that I got to have these kitties during this difficult time in my life and to love on them and to serve them. And I could just feel it so strong. I, I actually teared me up so much. And, and it's just like the simplest little things we can, we can call upon or, you know, to, uh, feel his love and it, whether it be you have a picture in your house and you just look at it and just say, like, help me feel your love today. Like, and you'll find something that will happen or it'll be, you'll be looking at your kids or your kitties or your kiddos. I don't know either one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I love, um, and I hope you all wrote this down. I am a covenant covenant daughter of God. Like to me, when I think about looking at a picture of Christ or looking at any, you know, anything that reminds you of his love, but actually having something that you repeat, I am a covenant daughter of God. Just by speaking those words, I can imagine, you know, the, the spirits that kind of want to surround you and bring you down. And they're just kind of like, they're cringing. They're like, ah, she's learning it. She's remembering now, you know, oh dang, she's starting to say, I'm a covenant daughter of God. Like I can almost picture them around us going, no, you're not. No, you're not. You know what I mean? I'm like, yes, you're, I am. Like, you're a not natural like, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're like, oh, I'm actually not that. I am a covenant daughter of God. What a blessing to know that. And what a blessing to know that so clearly that your intention um, can be to help others, to minister to others really just to help remind them that they are a covenant daughter of God as well. Honestly, when people bring treats to my house, like I'm not trying to be judgmental or anything, but I'm, I'm like, Ugh, that's like not what I want. <laughs> don't bring, I don't even need sugar right now. Like don't bring me a treat, you know? I mean, and I appreciate, you know, people being generous and kind with their time and doing the best that they can. But if I might give my opinion here, that is really like the lowest form of like, in my opinion, it's kind of like the, kind of like the, I didn't actually think about what you would want kind of a thing. And it's actually like, are you really praying? Like when you kneel down and pray, are you praying that someone will bring treats over to your house? Like, I don't know, maybe you are, but I actually believe that what you're probably praying for is that you could feel the love of the savior. That's what we all want. So when you're ministering, think about your, your sisters and like, what it is that they are praying for? What is, how is it? Can you really show up and be the hands of the savior in their life? Yeah. I think that's, it's so, so needed right now too. I want to, I had another thought that came because, you know, a lot of obviously what the world does is the first attack is going to be to cut out this, cut out Christ. And so you hear a lot of people, well, I believe in God, but I don't believe in Christ. Or you've got even, you know, the Jews who didn't believe in Christ and they believe in God. And so in, and it's not, it's a good thing. I'm glad people, I have a lot of, you know, women that I coach in my business as well, that I have to start with that fundamental ground in, in God, because they're just like, well, I don't really know who the savior is. I don't know. I, I don't really have any, so they have no relationship. And so I feel like, I mean, and he is everything. He is pro who they think is God is obviously um, they're mediating through the savior. So they'll figure that out. But it's really us continuing to testify of the realness of him and the truth um, that he does exist 
Yes. And stop taking him out of the equation because he is the equation. <laughs> he is the yeah. way. And um, I'll share um, one last little, it was a, a like a, a dream that I had that it was really interesting. I was really going through a lot of stuff with, um, you know, being abused as a child and just wanting to um, by, by a stepfather who was a father figure in my life and just wanting to heal from those effects of it. And I had this um, dream and I was in this dream. I was with the savior and he, he was taking me through this meadow and all of a sudden he just like motioned his arm forward. And it, and I, in my dream, it was, um, heavenly father. And I was sat on his lap and it was this beautiful, and I'll maybe go into more of it later. It was, I didn't really get to see his face. It was just bright and glorious and it felt amazing in the dream. But what I, what I thought was interesting was that my dream didn't start out just heavenly father hugging me because I needed, you know, some healing from a father type, um, perspective. It was the savior and the savior's the one that brought me there and, and motioned his arm to like, say, here you go. And, and it was just this, I woke up from this and just wrote it all down, of course. And just, it helped me heal on a whole nother level. And I'm not unique in that you guys, we all can have a relationship, but it is through the savior. And that's what really stuck out to me was that it was like, you get to God through him and in taking him out of the equation, like so many people do in the world. Yeah. Um, it's not okay. And I love that each of us can be that light and even saying it to people. In fact, I had a neighbor over the other day and she had said, you know, it's okay to go to church with you sometime. And I said, yes. And I had a moment to be able to testify to her of the savior and how wonderful it feels to go to church and feel close to him rather than saying God. And I know because God's kind of the common ground within the world, but, mm -hmm. um, it's anyway, so that's what I wanted to add on to that. So thank you. That's yeah, that's so amazing. I, I think, you know, we started out this um, conversation all about your choice and being accountable to that, you know, and really being clear about, well, I'm choosing, you know, we kind of just turned it to, you know, our relationship with our Savior, like we always try to do, and, and being accountable to our Savior in wanting to come closer to God, right? Yeah. Like just, the, it's something that, yeah, I agree with you. The world would take away. And I think even for me, like I've in the past, you know, there's different, there's different ways that people speak about God, right? Like the universe and God and the stars and all that. And it's like, okay, so now that we're finally clear that that is God. Okay. Like now we actually also want to create clarity around our savior, Jesus Christ excuse me, our savior, Jesus Christ as the one that takes us to that. So yeah, it's important they, to be clear. Yeah. You know, okay. So I just want to share one last story and, and we'll wrap up, um, that I had a friend in college who her sister, um, had just a lot of jealousy and anger towards me and literally hated me with like the deepest, most like awfulest resentment ever. I've ever had someone project onto me. It was very, it was a very trying time in my life. And she hated me so bad. She was of course talking bad about me to other people. Um, she would yell at me if I ever ran into her, which, you know, would be often she, um, would yell at me and just 
like lose her lid on me. And I didn't even know what to say. And it was interesting. The only thing that would come to my mind to say, and again, this is that choice of Kylie because she was choosing to feel fueled and fire and be this like voice for Satan in that time at this very hard time in my life. And so it's like funny when it rains, it pours, right? It really was. And Satan's like, come on, you guys, she's down. Let's get a whole bunch more people. Who can we, you know, get to turn on her? And it was like one of those types of situations. And I remember distinctly several times, but one, the thing, the first time I ever said it, I was out on this, the bottom of the stairs and she was at the top of the stairs and she was like, and you just calling me crazy and just all these negative things. And, and I was like, how do I defend myself? And the only thing that came to my head to say was, I'm sorry you feel that way. And she looked at me and went, Oh, she didn't know what to say. There was no argument. And it was, again, I wasn't taking like, I'm so sorry. No, I didn't mean to. No, I wasn't. There was no, it was so absurd though. There was actually no responsibility. So there was no confusion lines for me. No, no confusing lines. But it it also like left her speechless because I didn't need to take on any of it. It really wasn't about me. It was about her and saying, I'm sorry you feel that way, had compassion. Again, this is what came to my head. It really wasn't me. It was from the spirit, but it had compassion and it just had just left her feeling like it's your choice that you're feeling that way. And what was interesting, which we're talking about ministering and this accountability, this choice and accountability she ended up um, later on, a few years later, she ended up getting sick um, and ended up in chemotherapy. And I felt so strongly I needed to just love on her and serve her and not just be like, oh, that's too bad for her, you know. So I ended up um, as often as I could and often as I felt, I took her um, magazines because she, you know, had to be down in bed and wasn't feeling good. So I took her. I remember magazines and did whatever I could to like serve her. And, and it was, she was, she had a, she was so sick, but she had a really hard time receiving it from me, but she did. She received it. I was so grateful. And she was like, okay, thanks. You know, and I just, anything I could do to serve her, I would take her some soup. I would just, um, do what I could. And she got, she ended up getting better and things were, you know, okay between us. But what was interesting was, a couple of years after that, she ended up having a child. And because I was, you know, good friends with the family, I got to know her child really well. And the child loved me and he is adorable. And he just had this beautiful attachment and love for me. And I served her through serving her child. And I would watch him and they would ask me, is it okay? Do you mind babysitting? I'm like, no, I would love to. I, you know, and I would say, Hey, I'm going to Costco. Can I take, you know, your son? And, and they, she was like, yeah, sure. Just gave her a little break. And I loved going to like Costco with him. He'd sit in the inside of the big, huge, like Costco, um, what do you call it? Not stroller cart. cart. And he put his yeah. legs up and just, and you know, he just, he just loved me. I was little aunt Danny to him and me serving her in multi took multiple years, right? Multiple ways and multiple years to now where we're really good friends and I just love her. And you know, she just appreciates and loves me. It's just amazing how that ministering and how just showing, you know, love like the savior does 
And again, that choice and accountability and not, if I would have, imagine if I would have just attacked back, like, would we be where we are today with being good friends? And I just, her little boy just got baptized. I was able to go to his baptism. It's just beautiful. And I love that the savior can turn our hearts when we can just choose to see him in different things in our lives. It's a, that's such a cool story. Thank you. That, that choice that you made to be a representative of our savior really, you know, you didn't have to do that. Like, and I would say that maybe there have been situations in my life or in other people who are listening to us, you know, their lives where they didn't choose to serve someone who was so mean to them quite at that level. And that's okay. You know what I mean? Like, cool. So you didn't choose to do that. However, what we can learn from your story is that the next time a a situation like that comes up and each time a situation, even not like that, but in, you know, in other ways comes up that is difficult. There's always an opportunity to turn it back to our savior. So I look at that situation with your friend and I'm just kind of like, wow, again, you didn't have to do that. And you still would have gone on and been a good member of the church and done all your good things, you know, but you wouldn't have been able to participate in a transformation like that. So maybe each of us who are listening today can think of a certain situation. In fact, I can think of one that I might, it might already be too late. It might've already gone, you know, like too long. And it's just kind of like, maybe you don't want to go dig up old wounds with someone, you know what I mean? But maybe you do, maybe you actually do. You want to go back and say, Hey, I realize now that that wasn't who I wanted to be in that situation. That's not who I wanted to represent. It's actually not who I am. So for what it's worth, this is who I am and this is how I would like to show up and serve. And you don't have to do that in so many words, right? But you just start showing up and serving just by doing it, not by, and and I also look at that story that you shared that none of that was about you. You know what I mean? None of that was about, Oh, I want you to see me as this great servant of Jesus Christ. You know what I mean? It wasn't like that. It's not like, Hey, let me take your son so that you can like me and that I can get glory and honor for being this great aunt Danny. It was just you serving because you love our savior and you want to contribute to peace and happiness and love in the world. You don't want to be a part of contention and anger and any part of it. That's a personal responsibility that a lot of us right now are doing. Great example. Thank you. Yeah, no, thank you too for, you know, just sharing and testifying of the savior to people. Uh, I think that your story of just taking her and just looking at the picture is just profound. I remember in my mission showing um, a video, just one of the uh, mission videos that we show. And it was at the very end, it shows this picture of the savior. And it was one of the first times I realized he was real. It struck my heart. Like, and I cried at this people, these people's house. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I could feel he's a real human being, a glorified human being. And so I, I think that that has so much power. And even, you know, with my friend, that's interesting. Like, um, I love that I can call her my friend now, but um, I, I didn't serve her for any, it was interesting. I can't really take any credit for it. I felt like I, I was gifted the love that the savior has for her through me. 
And there's mm-hmm. been people I have not served and I've offended and I haven't like reconciled, like by all means. But there's certain people were really called to, and he's like, I need you to know I love her and I need you to serve her. And I think, uh, like, you know, like you did with that girl and showing her just the picture of the Savior, there's so much power in that. And right. just standing for him, but also recognizing who is it? Like, there's, you know, thousands of people, but who are the few that you are meant this week to just feel the love for the Savior for? And maybe it's you this week, maybe it's yourself. Yeah. Beautiful. It's definitely, it's definitely you. And who else is it? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Good point. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, you guys. Wonderful to be with all of you sisters on our podcast tonight or today, whatever day it is. (laughs) I'm like, I don't know. I lose track. (laughs) We've been talking for a while. We love you. We'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us on the Sisters in Zion podcast. Music is compliments of Marshall McDonald and can be found on his Sunday Best album. You can share this podcast with others through your podcast app or Podbean website. Join us next week for more experiences, enlightenment, and conversations to draw closer to Christ.